Alex, brother, thank you very much for joining me on the show, man. I appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. I think I might need a translator at some points to understand what you're saying with your accent, but I think we'll get it done. Dude, I think it's okay. We're going to put subtitles on anyhow, so it's okay. We, we, we can figure out Wait, the Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, more, more, more just for like social stuff. It's, it's not necessarily just because of your accent. It's okay. I can just about make out what you're saying, so we're Gucci. All right, all right, cool. <laughs> that is, like, it's wicked to have you. It's wicked to have you on, man, because... Uh, like, I'm totally in awe of, like, people that juggle a thousand plates. And, brother, I think you fucking juggle every single plate. Like, at the moment, you seem to be doing everything. So, I'm really interested to kind of, to get into your head. Obviously, before hybrid, before all of this, I know that you were kind of, <laughs> like, the OG trainers. You're, like, one of the, the guys like myself that's out here that's, like, putting in five, ten hours a day worth of clients and stuff. And you know what the grind's all about. So I'm interested to kind of get into it, like, for yourself. Have you always been someone that kind of feels like they need to have, like, a thousand plates being spun at once for you to feel like... Almost like people feel, like, calm in that instance. Like, when there's so much shit going on, you're like, okay, this is where I'm comfy. For sure, man. Well, I think it goes back to just kind of how my brain works. Uh, I started working out and like getting serious about all that stuff to get sober. So I think before that, like I suppressed everything in my head with drugs, you know, from when I was like 13 till I was 19. So in those years, uh, I didn't really have as many plates because my main plate was just getting high and selling drugs. You know what I mean? But even during that time, even though I was very suppressed mentally, I had a lot of ambition and, uh, you know, I try not to be a very flashy person, you know, but I like nice things. I always have. I grew up very, very poor. I never had any money. Like, people look at me like, oh, you know, maybe his mom and dad bought him that car. It's like, nah, that's not the way it works. But um, I was always ambitious, you know, when I was younger. So from selling drugs and even when I was kind of suppressed like that, I still tried to stay busy. I still had a job at a grocery store, even though I was making money, good money, then not the best way. I would always um, use my money to invest in other things to try to make more money. And so I was always kind of, you know, had plates in that extent, but it wasn't until I got sober when my mind was clear that I was like, okay, well now I can, you know, gather my thoughts and do 8 million things at once, you know? And I feel like I have to, you know, to just to kind of stay on track. I was going to say, do you, uh, did you ever feel like you were playing catch-up? Obviously, like, I mean, 13 to 19, it's not a, a kind of a crazy age, and you often find, like, a lot of people get into lifting kind of later on than that. But with those kind of years where you're kind of, you know, you were doing you, you are doing whatever, do you feel like kind of coming into the game and kind of getting into lifting kind of slightly later on in your, in your teenage years, you kind of felt like you were like, okay, man, like, I've got to put everything into this now because... I'm training with these guys that are kind of like 5, 10, 15 years ahead of me now that, that I need to kind of hang with and I want to be like them. For sure, to an extent. Like when I first started, I was just working out in LA Fitness and I was a little string bean and I, could, I couldn't even bench 40 kilos when I first started. Like I was like benching a bar with like 2.5s on each side. It was, it was fucking pretty nuts. Um, but then I joined a CrossFit gym right pretty much right when I actually got sober and I had a mentor who was the owner of that old CrossFit gym and he was jacked and he was strong and I'm like damn I want to be like this like I can't even squat you know fucking 200 pounds but the most demeaning thing I guess you could say is like as you know in CrossFit we do Olympic weightlifting you know there's powerlifting too there's the cardio movements and I had no background in any of that I had no base 
The worst part is we had an Olympic weightlifting club at that gym, and I would take the classes every so often and snatch and clean and jerk. And all the girls, even if they weren't high-level girls, like girls who had just been doing it maybe a couple months more than me, were like snatching and cleaning jerking more than me. And so that was definitely a huge motivator, even though I was never really like a competitive person growing up. But I was just like, damn, I need to get my fucking shit together. I can't be this weak ass little dude. But it's also I had a lot of time and energy to pour in at that point because I wasn't fucking off anymore, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, and it's that whole thing of you obviously just took all the time that you were spending with all of your drugs and all the shit that you didn't actually feel fulfilled by. And now all of a sudden you've got like, you know, 20 hours in a day where you're like wanting to be in the gym, like just being in that environment and being around those people. And uh, it, it, like, it, it's interesting because, of course, you know, when you're put in that position and it's like it's a totally new environment, you don't know the people, you feel like you're at the bottom of the pecking order. Like for a lot of people, I think even if like without the addiction, just coming into the gym, that alone is like quite a fucking daunting thing man like just being like yes. completely yes. like vulnerable being the weak one like you said having to press at the 2.5s on the bar and just be like okay this is me right now but like again i think it's interesting this is why i love talking to people like you because that that establishes something in your brain that like no one else has obviously like you coming into that environment and being like okay like there are all these chicks that are around me that's stronger than me as a human you have the choice to be like Oh, fuck this shit like I don't, I don't want to be a part of this I'm going to find something that I'm good at or like you did you're like man fuck this I need to better myself and I need, I need to bring myself up to their level because I need to represent this now and I think that's that's really really interesting that when you're put in that position you always have a choice and I yeah. think it's very very interesting like the, the, the choice to take on the hardship and put in the hard yards and put in the hard work that then shapes you as a human being differently or at least i feel i mean how do, how do you feel like it has done for you oh absolutely i mean it, it started laying a foundation like i was always a passionate person whether it was in my music or whatever i did while i was on drugs or selling drugs that i sold drugs to my fullest you know what i mean <laughs> uh, you know, for a while there I, just, I put a lot of my energy into that i was still working like a very you know i was working a part-time job at a grocery store making minimum wage and you know, it was a big kick in my ass because you know, I went from making pretty decent money illegally that I'm like, you know, I obviously can't keep doing this. I need to get my life completely together. And so I'm like, all right, well, now I'm just working at the grocery store, barely, you know, making any money, you know, helping my mom with rent and having my own bills and stuff like that. So, you know, that was tough on me. But it's like, all right, well, I have all this time now because I'm only working, you know, part time. And uh, I was like, you know, I'm going to spend all this time in the gym. But I knew practically right away when I got sober um, and I signed up at that CrossFit gym with my old boss who was like kind of my mentor. I was like, damn, like this is a sick environment. This is a sick lifestyle. I want to do this in my life. You know, I was, I was fucking uh, 80 kilos and I'm now 120 kilos. I was a little string bean at 6'3". But um, I, and I told my boss, like my mentor, I'm like, you know, damn, dude, I think I want to do this. Like, I, I want to do what you're doing here and what you guys are doing. And he looks at me like this 19-year-old kid who was a fucking punk just a couple of months before. And he's like, all right, you know, may, maybe, dude, maybe, dude. But it's like I poured so much energy and, like, passion into it, showing him that I want it and being there and being present and, you know, changing my mindset from the negative person I was before. And it's like he saw that fire. You know, and it, it, it like it earned me what I started building. Yeah, and I think that's uh, it's a really interesting topic to hop off because 
I think now, and, and like, I've heard you speak about it before, kind of, you know, uh, having, having the mentor and kind of you being in that environment and kind of showing him that you're hungry and showing him that you want it. And I think that's really interesting, man, because I think we, again, like, even though that was just a few years ago, and I'm sure you probably agree, I feel like we're in a different place within the industry now that we were back then. Like, back then, obviously, it hadn't blown up on social quite as big as, as it is now. Um, it was a lot more kind of low-key. It was, you know, the, the trainers that were doing well were the guys that had had their ear to the ground for fucking years and years. They knew all the different training styles because it was their life. Like, now, and like I've heard you speak about it as well, it's like, no one has to have fucking skin in the game anymore. Like, no one has to work that two, three-year internship. Anyone right. can hop on fucking, uh, like, online and pick up some Olympic weightlifting course like off the box of a fucking cereal packet for 200 bucks and all of a sudden they can chuck that in their bio and they can now coach people and train people and say that they are fucking uh, S&C coach. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. But I mean, at the end of the day, there's, you know, there's always going to be the people who actually value it and respect the differences and respect someone like me further. And, you know, it, it, it just shows in where I am in life and the opportunities that I have. Because at the end of the day, like those people, like they may have, you know, monetary success temporarily, but it's, it's not going to last very long. You know, like we're talking about when, when I started interning and all that, that was back in 2012. It's crazy to think that was already eight years ago now, you know, and I worked at that gym all the way until 2017. And I, I've known Steffi and Hayden, known Ste uh, Steffi since like 2014, 2015, um, and Hayden since when they started dating. And it's like up until 2017, I was still working at that gym. I was still grinding. You know, I had five years under my belt, but, you know, all my time was spent just people in person. I had no reputation and no name. You know, I gained that respect from face to face and people in the gym and this, that and the other, you know, and it's like I never had that desire to try to go online and create some persona and create some I don't know what, you know, because I just like, oh, you know, I, I'm OK, you know, with what I'm doing. And I feel like what I'm doing is respectful, but it's like. Having someone like Stephanie Hayden who had known me for years and in 2017 when they approached me, even though I was a nobody, you know, I had 500 followers, 600 followers on Instagram, but they respected me and their people to be respected. It's like they created this opportunity and it's like, you know, I didn't have to beg for it. I didn't have to go out and seek it. You know, it was it was earned with time put in, you know. Yeah, and again, I think that that's the whole thing. It's so funny because that whole kind of like skin in the game mentality like uh for kind of the narrow-minded people that don't necessarily feel like they want to put in that time they can't comprehend the fact that you know it isn't like a, a literal kind of translation from the amount of work you do to kind of getting something like i'm sure you probably felt the same like yeah you probably were making good money but like as a trainer busting your ass burning yourself out burning a candle at both ends like you, you probably felt like I don't know, like th that was kind of taken, taken a lot from you, but Dude, like, it was so hard, man. Like people see me now and I'm juggling, you know, a million plates and financially much more stable than a lot of people, you know, th that just start off in this industry. But it's like when I was doing fucking seven to eight, nine, 10 hours of personal training a day. Dude, that's an intense lifestyle. And like a lot of people when they're starting out, you know, you, you don't just start out and be someone who runs a very successful company, a training company, an apparel company and has their own clients and do what I do. Like you're not just going to start out and do that. 
Like people like, oh, I'm starting out. I want to do what you're doing. Nah, nah, nah. It's going to take a long time. You need business experience, not just training experience. But it's like, sure, you can start out. You can get your, you know, your, your personal training certification and get hired at your local gym. But dude, it, it's not easy work. It's not easy work. Like working at the grocery store for minimum wage was easier because I just fucking did my thing and I just, you know, I put things on the shelf and this, that, and the other. Like, you have to be in touch. You have to take on people's emotions as your own. You have to take on people's problems as your own. You know what I mean? Like you're essentially being a therapist, bettering people's lives in so many ways. You dude, know? Like literally I say this. I say to fucking every single one of my clients and I say it to everyone that speaks to I'm like, dude, yeah, it's 50% personal training, but it's 50% therapy, man. Like because like when people are going through that hardship and they're like they're, they're really having to work hard and bust, bust ass, it's like, you can't keep up the bullshit facades that you that you kind of keep on top of yourself every day, kind of like whether that's like emotional or like the shit in your relationship or whatever. And dude, I mean, you probably found as well, but like I've had people just fucking have like a full on emotional breakdown in the middle of a session and you're like, what the fuck am I meant to but, do? And here's, but here's the difference. It's like, that's what's going to separate a good trainer from just someone who thinks they want to be a trainer, someone who's going to have good client retention versus someone that someone's going to buy a package of sessions and maybe never even finish those sessions and never answer your phone calls again. It's developing. And that, that's how, that's how it is in this in, industry in, in general. You have to develop relationships. You have to be personable. You have to, you know, you have to be relatable and be able to relate to your clients or whoever it may be. Like, I'm really interested to throw out there. Do you think because of <laughs> kind of your past and the interaction and obviously you having to sell shit to people you're creating the same obviously it's not the same relationship you're having to interact with people you're having to build rapport you're having to deliver a service so although it, it was in the incorrect avenues everything that you were doing with that has some form of correlation with customer service and satisfaction actually no, no dude when, when, when <laughs> I over I was like, I was borderline socially awkward, like because so I was like you always, flipped. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. It wasn't who I really yeah. was, but it was the drugs who was masking me and making me so insecure. Like people look at me like, dude, how are you so confident? How are you this, that, and the other? I'm like, dude, I don't know, but I didn't used to be this way. Like I like wouldn't even look people in the eyes. Like I would try to avoid them. Like if I was selling drugs, I'd leave it for them somewhere. I'd walk out to the car, not even look at them, hand them shit. No, I, I was very, very different. Very, very different. Fuck, that's crazy. That's, 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 that's even worse saying though. Which was very rare. I was high fucking 93% of the time. But that small percentage when I wasn't, and I hadn't been for a couple hours. I was able to be personable with my family, people around me, you know, this, that, and the other. But it was uh, it was very rare. And that's when, like, when I was like 16, 17, somewhere around there, is when I started, you know, doing a lot of Xanax and stuff because it helped me get rid of that inner anxiety in my head and the inner insecurity of talking to people face to face. That was really just being brought on by smoking way too much weed you know yeah and it's it like for you it must be fucking crazy obviously like the the journey that you've been through where you started off there like i mean i don't know what boy it's like now but i feel like in the position you're in you probably get people that that reach out that have been in similar situations where the 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 kind of tables are flipped now like whereas when you were in that position and you were looking for that mentor and that person it's like 
fuck man you've done it you've been there you've got the t-shirt and it's like now you're out there in the big wide world and people can see that and they can even crazier than that they can contact you and they can interact with you on a fucking 24 hour basis so right. how, how has that journey been because that in and of itself is pretty crazy man i'll tell you what it's hard man like Social media is an awesome tool and I try to, you know, put myself out there and make myself relatable and, you know, this, that, and the other, but it's like, I wish I could help more people through that tool, but it's so hard to connect on a true personal level through a DM. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it's so different. And e even online coaching, like I try to go really above and beyond, you know, I'm always texting my clients. We send video voice messages back and forth to try to make it more personable. But at the end of the day, it's nothing like hands-on personal training, right? The same way as like if you're trying to help someone with their issues going on, there's only so much that you can message in a DM to them to really like make them feel the emotion and the impact behind it. And there's also so many, only so many fucking hours in the day. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. And like you've I only got so many fucks to give as well. Right. Like, maybe I need to switch and be a fucking a therapist and then do online Skype sessions with people. And know then know charge, I mean? like, three times the price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think that's uh, that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's interesting because I think, and again, it's that whole life cycle of a PT. And I'm like that now. So, like... I'm at a point with my business and like I've burned out several times doing face-to-face -face stuff. And I'm like, okay, like the transition to online now seems like it makes sense because of the scalability and shit. And I think, you know, that a lot of people that listen will probably have to go through this at some point themselves. But understanding that there are pitfalls along the way with every single variation that you have, like obviously, yeah, you have the scalability, but exactly like you said, you scale. But then if you scale, you then still have to spend that time making the interactions with these people. And I think that's probably, and you can probably speak on this, that's where a lot of uh, online coaches probably struggle. Now, as someone that's had a very successful online coaching career, obviously you, you ghostwrite for hybrid for fucking ages before you, you, you were kind of fully on board with them because I know you were doing stuff previously. Like, that's got to be that's gotta be pretty, pretty tough. Definitely. So, like, developing systems of communication it's taken a really long time for me to develop for the longest time because I had other, you know, career things going on. I told myself, you know, shit, I need to like really limit myself to, you know, 10 clients, you know, that, that I work with one-on-one -on -one for programming. I really shouldn't go beyond that because it will make communications hard and this, that, and the other. And it's like, it just it eventually kind of became instinctual where it's just, I have my phone and my phone's on 24 hours a day and I designate times where I sit down and I respond. But at the end of the day, man, it's like, I was actually talking to my wife about this the other day. It's like, I miss that in-face connection. I miss that in-face helping because it's so different. I fucking, I've been trying to like do, spend a lot more time on social media lately, a lot more, less time on my phone, fucking scrolling and stuff like that. Cause it, it changes you as a person, it changes your mind, it changes your attentiveness. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I'm guilty of sometimes I'm there in deep in a conversation with a client and I get some other notification. It's like you're trying to br stretch your brain in so many ways. It's so difficult. You know what I mean? Uh, there's nothing quite like that one on one with a person that it's like this hour is all yours. You know, I'm only looking at you. I'm only talking and thinking of you. But you know, I, I do a good job and I'm get, I'm always getting better at, you know, designating that time. Like on Sundays when I sit down to work, I leave my phone in another room. 
I have certain times of the day where my wife knows, like, I'm like, all right, I'm sitting down right now and I'm only talking to my clients right now. I'm responding to clients, having conversations back and forth, catching up. You know, sometimes I'll let 50, 60 text message pile up and then go and, you know, address them, address them. Um, but as much as you can in a virtual world, creating that relationship and creating that just true attentiveness and that true care is what separates here from here you know what i mean and it's like you know i've had so many clients like i don't i don't openly advertise that i'm an online coach a lot of it is just word of mouth because it's not my main career um and you know i have so many clients who've come to me from other famous instagram coaches that they were unhappy with and then they hire me and they're like what the fuck dude this is all another world because it's like <laughs> what, I, what i say all the time it's like Anyone could put numbers in a spreadsheet. Anyone can read a book on linear periodization and write you a basic block periodization block. Anyone can do that. Anyone can get someone stronger. Anyone can get someone the same. Anyone can get anyone to lose weight. It's just you know creating that connection and that relationship that's, that's very different. But it's like that is something it's like you either have it or you don't. It doesn't matter what you went to school and you learned all the perfect principles of biomechanics and linear periodization and all the different forms of training and you understand anatomy more than anyone else. At the end of the day, like no one really cares about that that much. You know what I mean? Like you have to be able to be a fucking therapist and there for people and, and connect to them on a deep emotional level. Because at the end of the day, that's what we crave as humans. Sure, we want to get bigger, we want to get stronger, but we crave deep emotional connection you know it's so true it's, it's so, so true. far beyond what is on the outside what so many people think you know yeah and again it kind of it's that whole thing and i think it's very interesting like especially with pts and stuff you know as as a face-to-face -face trainer you never have a, a client come up to you and they're like can i see kind of material versions of all of your qualifications I, I want to see everything that you have it's like no one ever asks that for once happened bro you, you, when I was first you starting pick out, up the phone and you have a conversation like, when, I, when it first started out i was like i need to get this certain I need to get that certain I need to get this certain he <laughs> search and i'm like wait no one's ever asked to see them what the fuck dude never once in my eight years has someone asked never no exactly and that's the thing i think that this is the thing like people people forget that we're in the people business. We're, we're, we're in the business of interacting with other human beings. Like whether we like it or not, or whether we think it's as simple as putting numbers in a spreadsheet or kind of saying, okay, this is how many calories you're going to be consuming every day, or this is what your cardio routine is going to be. It's like, you can have like, and I've said this to other people that have been on the podcast, like you can have the most fucking perfect of everything. You can be the best programmer. You can be the best nutritionist. You can have absolutely everything on point. Your social media is on fleek, man. But if you can't connect with someone and you can't get them to do those things, then all the rest of that shit is completely pointless. <laughs> You've lost it's them like, along I the way. I wish all these different certifications and going to school for exercise physiology or strength conditioning, whatever it is, I wish it would like there'd be a disclaimer. You know what I mean? And like a, psych a psychiatric evaluation of people to understand like if they have that kind of thing or not. Because it's like, it's, I, I feel like it's not really something you can learn. You can't really read a book on, you know, how to connect deeply with people. Not everyone is that personality type. And there's nothing wrong with that. 
there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's like maybe you just need to find like so you know some people are super book smart. They can do everything to a book. So maybe you need to be a fucking surgeon. You learn exactly how to cut into this fucking abdomen and sew it back together. And it's like that's maybe the route that your brain is made for. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think there are a lot of people that you know it's that whole kind of like trying to push the fucking square peg into the circle hole. It's like bro, it's not gonna fit. And understanding you know what hole you fit into as a person. I think that there's, there's, there's something that speaks to that. You know, I, I knew from a young age there was no way I was going to sit behind a fucking desk or answer a phone or, like, talk, like spend my entire day filling out Excel spreadsheets for someone else. Like, I just knew in my heart of hearts, like, I had to be around people. I had to connect with people. I had to be moving. I had to be getting around because that was just me as a human being. And I think there are a lot of people that are going... Okay, I know I can make money out of this. I know right now that all of this shit is sexy and everyone's blowing I up like on Insta. Out, right? Oh my god, dude! The amount of PTs that come through gyms that are like, "Hey, I just started out as a PT." I'm like, "Cool. Why did you get into PT?" And they're like, "Because I love training." And I'm like, "Motherfucker, you were gonna be here for a year, and right. that is it." Because right. people don't understand, like, just because you enjoy training, it has zero to do with PT. Because as much as you like training, you have to have the oomph, the energy, the get up and go, the motivation, the programming, the everything for all of the rest of your clients. And when that, when that happens, and I'm sure you can talk about this, all of your shit goes right back here. And all of your client stuff comes to the, the forefront of everything that you care about. Exactly. So how, how did you how did you find <laughs> again I hate using the, this word balance because of course balance is completely different to everyone but how did you find the system that kind of works for you because obviously like now you've got what hybrid apparel you've got all of your coaching and stuff you've got all of the hybrid coaching stuff you're obviously GM at the gym you're then doing supplement line on top of that like those in of themselves are full time jobs dude the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It, honestly, it was just with time, little by little, perfecting each individual craft, understanding how to, you know, prior to prioritize in things in each part of the business that need to get done and uh, micromanaging it. And then also just as being a boss, you need to be able this is something that is. I'm still working on a lot because since I have so many hats, it's like responsibility delegation and delegating responsibility to our employees and other people who work under me and trusting because since I'm very, you know, hands on, it's like, I feel like if I help, if I assign something for anyone to do, they do it like shit. Sorry, my dudes who work for us that you're listening to me, you know, I'm always coming down on you. It's like, you know, I, I hold myself to a fucking very high standard so everyone else, I hold them to that same standard. And it's like my wife always tells me, she's like, you can't expect everyone to be like you. You know what I mean? And like, well, I fucking do. <laughs> it, it, getting better at delegating responsibility, you know, just managing my schedule and, and, and all those roles, they just, they, they, they came little by little. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, what I do right now, my mental health and just in general, my, my personal time, my time with my wife, it's so much better than when I worked at a regular gym being a personal trainer and coaching group classes, you know, and doing some online coaching. You know, I'd get to that gym uh, 6 a.m. some days, 8 a.m. on most of the other days, and I'd close at 8.30 or 9 p.m., you know what I mean? And some days I'd have to skip training myself, 
didn't help that the gym I worked at was a, is a, was a metal warehouse with no air conditioning in Miami. You know, it was brutal. And constantly, me and my wife, you know, when we were dating at that time, every, like, month, I'd be like, I need to take Friday a half day. I need to take Saturday off. We need to just, like, go decompress. I was constantly burned out. Constantly, like, I was like, I need to take this weekend off. We'd just go. We'd drive to the Key, Key West or we'd drive to wherever it may be. And it'd be like, it would be like a temporary reset, you know what I mean, before I just overloaded and burned myself out again. But it's like with time, with experience, with creating systems, I've been able to, you know, completely change my roles as a career because it's I really don't do what I used to do in the fitness industry. It's very different. But just creating systems and creating management that it's like I don't ever need those times off because I never let myself get burned out. You know, we went on our honeymoon last uh, last summer. We were gone for almost three weeks. Um, but I was still connected to the internet. I was still getting some work assignments done. I had delegated other things to other people, but it's like I didn't ever need that complete turnoff. And I don't ever need that complete turnoff. And I think that's important in life because working yourself to the point where you get burned out, it, it just, you, beca- you start becoming bitter and kind of unhappy. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, I, dude, I've been there. Like working like 16 hour days, like almost six, seven days a week. And it's like you, you get there on a Monday morning. And I remember like, I, uh, I I was working at a gym that was like the best part of like an hour away from where I was. Like Friday mornings, I was doing the the class at five thirty a.m. So I was getting up at four a.m. on a Friday, man. And I remember like it got like three or four months in, and I was just so burnt out. Like the alarm clock would get go off at four a.m., and I'd just literally be like, "The fuck am I doing with my life? What like what the fuck is the point of doing this?" And then you get to the gym, and it's like you're carrying that over, and it's like. Nah, motherfucker, you can't, you can't be doing that. You have to be good in yourself because it reflects on everyone else, right? Dude, for the longest time, the earliest client I would ever take on was 7 a.m. And even that, I hated that. I didn't really like getting in the gym before 8. And I had a, a super good longtime client that her schedule changed. And the only time she could train was 6 a.m. And it was so brutal on me. And I'm like, fuck, I don't know, I don't know. And I'm like, all right, I'll train you like twice a week at 6 a.m., you know? And uh, I would literally get up at like 5.40. I lived about 15 minutes from the gym, literally just put on my clothes, barely brush my teeth and leave. And I've always said to myself that if I had to, if I was one of those people that had to work out at 6 a.m., I would just never work out again. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I hate waking up early, man. Props to you. If I had to wake up at 4 a.m. to teach at 5 a.m., I would change my career. Yeah, dude, yeah, like literally like four months later, I was like, I can't do this. Fuck that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I'm interested to, to kind of ask you, obviously... You're, you're super creative and you obviously you have a tremendous amount of passion like within all of the kind of like different subsections of the, the various industries that you're in. Do you feel like because you are a creative, like another reason you maybe don't feel like you burn out is because like each of the, the tasks that you're handling are actually quite different. So I think, you know, for a PT, obviously you're in the same fucking room with the same people every day, just listening almost sometimes to the same music. Like that's the worst, man. When you know the next song that's coming on the playlist, you're like, okay, put a bullet in me now. But for you where you're like, okay, right now I know I'm going to be working with this and I'm going to have a conversation with the design guys about the hybrid apparel stuff. And then I've got to hop on emails and talk to these people that are coming from out of town. And then I'm doing this with a supplement line. Obviously, each one of those things 
takes your brain to a completely different place. So do you find like having that uh, that really varied selection of all these sometimes fucking polar uh, like opposite tasks, you're not like you're not getting burnt out because like you're so stimulated in different ways. Your brain has to work in so many different ways. You know, I never really like broke it down and thought of it like that, but that's a hundred percent totally what it is. You know, it's it's always something new and fun and exciting instead of you know stagnation and the same same road that you're always on. You know, you're always building to see a result. Sometimes those results come quicker, like an apparel drop. It's just like a couple weeks of work, boom, ah, yeah, okay, right back at it again. As opposed to sometimes you're working with a client for months and months and months, and they're not in the best place, and you're taking that on, but you're trying to help them, but they're not putting in the work. So they're not, you're not seeing results. They're not seeing results. And it's, you know, it all brings you down. It's like when you're the own boss and you, you can create things and you're in control of it, I guess there's a lot more satisfaction in that. And I think definitely having the brain pulled in so many multiple directions, not everyone can necessarily do that, but it's like, I found out how to do that. And I think, I definitely think that that helps a lot. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, I think it's, uh, it's interesting because I think you're someone that, because you're so incredibly passionate, like individually from these different things, obviously like your creativity and like you, you play like music and stuff before, right? Yep. Bro, like, I mean that in and of itself, like the passion you have for music and I'm sure that probably spills across into your apparel and how you think about things and the concepts that you're coming up with. Like, it's so interesting that, you know, you have that portion of your life that you're drawing inspiration and creativity from. You're having all of the, the, the shit that you had in your kind of like your younger life with your drugs and stuff. You're having all of the stuff with the kind of sobriety and, and changing your environment and the people that you meet and the interactions and relationships that that creates. It's like, dude, you've just got a fucking endless stream of inspiration to kind of draw stuff from. Like for you, it's like, it's the whole thing, isn't it? Like I always say that it's all about kind of perspective. And like looking in, like yeah, at the time, like you might have felt like your childhood was shit. You're going through all this stuff. You're having, you're having to do all these drugs to kind of escape all of that. But then reflecting back and like being where you are now, obviously you can be like, oh okay, like that kind of had to happen because now I have all of this sick, incredible, crazy inspiration that stands me out from everyone else. Like, bro, when hybrid stuff drops, it's not like anything else that anyone else does. Like that's what I love about it. It's so sick and it's so individual, and your like creativity takes across into that. That then I think everyone else now is at a point where they're going, man, they're doing some pretty cool shit over there. We, we should probably start doing some stuff like that, you know? <laughs> and like, you can start, like, other companies are now starting to take that on board. But it's like, no, like, when you have all those, like, different veins for you to draw that inspiration from, man, I think it's the reason why you guys have, have, have got such a sick thing going on over there, dude. Yeah, man, 100%. When people are, when people are starting to, uh, um, and, uh, you know, copy and then hate, it's like, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're successful, you're breeding success. So yeah, good... I think like with, with the apparel line as well, obviously where you guys are, you know, I'm sure you, I mean, I've never created an apparel line, so I wouldn't know, but obviously you're putting your time and your effort into something you're creating. It's like your baby and then you're putting it out there in the world. And it's like, you have that time where it's like, okay, this is either going to be sick and like, people are going to love this and it's going to take off. Or like, I'm going to put it out there. I think it's going to be sick and it's going to be a fucking flop and people hate it and people are going to give me shit for it. And I totally. think it happens, man. It happens. It's funny because like me, Stephanie and Hayden will have debates sometimes where I'm like, I don't fucking like that guy. <laughs> I don't like it. And there was one thing we did recently that I was really against and then it did like shit and I was like, ha, 
fucking told you. But then, of course, it's always reverses sometimes, and you know they have an idea, and or I have an idea, and you know they don't like it, and then so yeah, it goes it goes both ways. But yeah, I mean, it's always a gamble. It's always a roll of the dice. You know, that's that, that and you have to be willing to do that in business to try to be successful. You know, there's no, there's, it's not always guaranteed success. That's exactly yeah, and I think again, it's that whole thing of like where you are taking that baby and you're putting it out there and you're handling either the positive or the negative response. Like, every single time you do that, it's a learning curve. Like, you're either humbled by the fact that you have to eat shit and then go back to the drawing board, or you're humbled by like, hey man, this shit that I created is doing well. Like, this is awesome. So then yeah. every single time you do that, you have to put yourself in that vulnerable space. And then obviously, you as a person gets to grow from that. Like, just sitting here and talking to you, man, like, you just got fucking confidence coming out of your arsehole, but it's because you've done this for so long, and I think you've put yourself out there so much that it just creates, like, the human being that you are, where you're just like, oh, hey. man. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big I'm a big person on reflecting, like what you said earlier, it's like, you know, you had to go through everything that you went through to get to a certain place, and it's like it you you can you can look at the positive in scenarios and you can try to draw from it and for, learn from it or you can just wallow in your own self misery you know what I mean it depends what you want to do and that's one that's one of like the biggest things when like people reach out to me about getting sober about getting help I'm like nothing I fucking tell you will mean shit unless you fucking really want it more than anyone, you know what I mean? And like you're past that self misery and past that woe is me, you know, it's like when my breaking point of finally getting sober, I'm like, I fucking hate who I am. I don't want to be like this anymore. It's time to make a fucking change. You know what I mean? And it's simple as that. So yeah. And you can't want it for someone, do you know what I mean? Like you have to go through that process of like, okay, I'm going to have to eat shit. And then when you get there, it's like, okay, well now I have the choice to either take this on board and do something with it. Or I just go deeper down this rabbit hole and, you know, my fucking, I can end up, you know, in a fucking drain somewhere. It's like, okay, right. everyone's got a choice, do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally, man. I, th I think it's, uh, it's, it's very, very interesting. Again, like it, everyone's lives are so individually shaped by their experiences i think it's really interesting that you know so many people come from so many different backgrounds and they kind of they come to that this same place of success and i i think you know for for yourself the the fact that you get these hardships over and over and over again it's that whole thing of that every single time you have to go through that you truly have to kind of reaffirm why you're doing this you know why you started what you want to do and like it kind of it almost forces you to be like, okay, motherfucker, what are your goals and are you working towards it? And right. it's like, yeah. and do you like, do you do that? Do did you, do you ever do like goal setting? Do you ever fuck around with like, you know, what, what you're wanting to achieve? Or are you just one of those creatives that are just, you just love the fucking process so much that you just want to keep on putting stuff out there. And if it grows, it grows, etc. Do you know what I mean? A little bit of both. It's like, I'm constantly, there's always, there's always a, an end goal, you know, and it's, I'm always thinking about how to get to it. But then once you're there, it's never enough. You know what I mean? And a lot of that, it's like, you know, look, fuck, no one's perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm always constantly trying to still understand my brain and why I do the positive things that I do or why I do the negative things that I do. It's like, you know, I fucking have a therapist. I see my, I go to therapy, you know, this, that, and the other. But it's like a lot of that is like what my therapist says. It's like that's the addict mindset of me. You know what I mean? It's like it's never enough. You always want more, more, more. So like it, it drives me in business, but I'm very much plan oriented where it's like, 
You know, I need to see the building blocks and the steps to get to where I need to be, you know? Yeah, and then I think it's, it's that whole thing that's up to you to look at. I'm okay with that. I'm never the kind of person who will just, you know, be like, all right, th this is cool. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm cruising by. I'm, I'm, I kind of got to this level. Now let's just cruise it, you know? Some people are like that, and that's totally okay. There's nothing wrong with that at all, you know? But to me, it's like, all right, I, I did the steps to get here. Now let's fucking triple that. Let's exceed that, you know? And that's that's what's gonna that's what creates successful business or someone successful in business. You know, it's like people ask me all the time, well, how'd you get successful? It's like a lot of time, a lot of effort, and having something that not everyone may have. You know, I think it's brilliant because it speaks to speaks to those those people. Like I mean, like myself as well. You know, I I would never say I'm like some fucking crazy strength phenom. I don't think I'm like this natural powerhouse. But motherfucker, I am consistent to a fault. Like, I've been training since I was 13. I know how my body works. I know what I need to do. Like, I've been through the process. But it's that whole thing of, like, if you are willing to put in the steps and put in the work and put in those hard yards, you're going to be fucking successful at anything, right? Like, it's just, like, for you, you had that ingrained in you. You had that inbuilt. Like, it's the whole thing of... <laughs> I love it and again like I've, I've spoken to a couple of people that have been from similar backgrounds and you guys are all of the same mentality and I think it's that whole thing of you know if you were able to flick that switch and take that kind of addict mentality into something like that's actually positive then fuck man you could do some pretty crazy shit totally man yeah totally 100% because it's, it's almost like uh, a, a kind of, <laughs> it's like the average Joe. It's kind of, they have that portion. Like, so many people, I feel like, they they tell themselves no before they've even started. They, they, they put a cap on themselves before they've even tried anything. And for someone like you, where you're like, no, I'm just going to keep on going, and I'm going to keep on going, and I'm going to keep on going, and then eventually I'll get it right, and then I'll figure out what to do more of, and then I'll keep on going and keep on building. Like, so many people don't have that, bro so many yeah. people it's uh it's 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 a blessing in disguise 100 percent, and it's not something that can fucking necessarily be learned you know what i mean and it's okay it is what it is it's you just got to figure out what's best for you and we'll, we'll you know create your happiness and create your success you know and in everything it's also about just being able to whether you have that or not it's also being realistic you know what i mean and you know not shooting for stars that are unattainable you know it's like i always try to create realistic goals things that i know are achievable i build my way to that you know i don't set things that are so out of reach that i'm going to be constantly striving for and getting frustrated and this that and the other like like what you what you the example that you just used of being a strength phenom it's like i'm not known for being the strongest power lifter in the fucking world you know what i mean and it's like people still respect me and like me a lot and i'm still a respected coach <laughs> when most of my athletes squat more than me deadlift more than me and you know they weigh less than me you know it's like sure i kind of have a freakish bench i got lucky with that but it's like my squat shit my deadlift is shit i accept that and i'm okay with that i'm not you know i'm not putting the goal of you know fuck i, I don't even squat 600 pounds yet but 
I'm just going to keep putting in the work because I want to squat 900 pounds one day. It's, <laughs> like, it's not realistic. The same way that I'm like, you know, I'm not going to say I want to open fucking a thousand hybrid gyms across the U.S. and be a billionaire off of hybrid gyms. That's not necessarily a very realistic goal. You know what I mean? So it's like it goes hand in hand, whether it's as being an athlete or your own personal goals or your, you know, your business goals, financial goals, whatever it is, everything, it's got to be attainable and, and realistic, right? Yeah. And I think, again, that's, do you feel like you have, like when you first started out, I bet you were probably more of that opposite end of the spectrum where you're like, I just, I've just got to go for everything. But it's that whole thing of, again, like, over the years you realize okay how much energy this takes out of you like your relationships psychologically and then you get to reevaluate so i'm sure like your goals now compared to when you first started are probably completely fucking different right 100 percent, totally yeah like mostly like probably still on the same kind of path different, different respects you know it's like professionally my goals were not nearly as high as they they are now back then because I hadn't built a huge foundation, you know what I mean? And it wasn't even necessarily complacency. It just was not necessarily the doors open and the opportunities, you know what I mean? And then on the opposite spectrum is, you know, I first started working out and I'm like, I want to be fucking amazing at this and I want to, you know, do this and I want to do that. And even just up until a couple of years ago, I'm like, I want to do this, I want to do that. And then I'm like, no, you know what? I'm getting old. My body hurts. I'm kind of... <laughs> On repair in some aspects i don't need to be the best in the world at that let me my let me pour my energy into this instead you know and that also then that circles back around full circle back to like the coaching thing where you know people who who want to be whether it's a successful online coach or successful in that industry in some aspect but they also want to be the best in the world the powerlifting it's like those are two things that take a lot of time and energy and it's like they're going to pull away from each other to an extent. You know what I mean? Like even though I have so many different aspects of the business that I work on, a lot of it all feeds hand in hand skill wise, you know, but being really good at, uh, you know, helping others and being really good at helping yourself, it, they're, they're so different in, you know, in those aspects. So I feel like that's where things also can get difficult and get blurred yeah, 100%. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's at that point, again, I think it's really important for people to, to kind of think about bringing in external help, like, uh, obviously, prior to all of this, like I was seeing a therapist as well. Obviously, you've said that too. I think that I've, I've spoken, spoken to other people about that. As a PT, I think that's like fucking awesome. I think that's something that a lot, a lot more people need to take on board. Because it allows you to kind of have that brain dump and take all of that emotion and stuff that you're kind of focusing on everyone else and kind of you, you don't have to then carry that around with you every single day. You can then hand that off to someone else. 100%. Having a coach yourself, I'm sure you probably found that like throughout your progression, not having to kind of sit there and I've been there before where it's like, okay, man, I've got to write out like 50 programs today. And then at the end of that, I don't want to be sat there for another two hours trying to fucking write my own program. All I want to yeah. do is someone to be like, bing, here's your workout for today, motherfucker. These are the weights that you're going to lift. Send me a video make sure you lift them. Okay. Like, I don't have to worry about it now. <laughs> That's one less thing off of my plate. And I'm sure you probably found the same thing, right? Like where you can, again, it's that, that, like a delegation, right? And I'm sure it's something that you just have to perfect over time. 100%, man. Yeah. Just just, just taking all those mental aspects and, and kind of, again, it's it's... It's streamlining everything, and I think it's it's something that 
you can't learn without experiencing it yourself. And I think for, for someone like yourself, obviously you've, you've been through most things at this stage. You understand how it works and you understand how you react to things as well. So it just gives you a completely different overview of the situation. Yeah, nothing beats experience. Nothing beats time in perfecting your craft and perfecting how you work and how efficiently you work. You know, hundred percent, brother, a hundred percent. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to, 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 kind of ask you this. I like to, I like to wrap up the podcast in the same way with everyone. Everyone gets the same question, and I think everyone brings something a little bit different to the table. So, for a second, dude, I want you to imagine that you're stepping into a time machine. You're going back in time. And again, this is going to be quite prolific for you. You get to spend a few moments with your younger self, 10, 11, 12 years of age. So very interesting. During those few moments, you get to impart a bit of wisdom, knowledge, a mantra to live by, a bit of advice to help your younger self there in that moment to get through all the shit that you know that you're going to have to face across the next X amount of years with all the knowledge, with the experience that you now have. What do you tell your younger self? How do you help them? Honestly, man, I don't think I would want to tell him anything. Honestly, I wouldn't want to uh, risk changing the path that I walked on, risk changing all the bullshit that I went through. Because especially at that fucking age, that that was an insane age. A lot of turning points for me, a lot of trauma and stuff. And uh, I also think at 11, 12, 13 years old, you know, you're not going to really digest anything either. And maybe it would just turn your mind uh, to the wrong place and just change your whole your whole path. So honestly, I don't think I'd want to tell anything to him because I wouldn't want to change the path that I went on to get to where I am right now because I wouldn't want to risk losing it. Dude, that's so fucking beautiful in and of itself. Like that, I love that. That's so, and you know what? You're the first person I think that's ever said that. Like, so it just goes to show. Yeah, man. And yeah. And, and it's 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 beautiful because it's just just like we said earlier on. You know, you have to go through everything to go to experience it to get to where you are today, and you're the human that you are because of it. I guess so, man. Perfect. What an awesome way to wrap it up. That, that was wicked, oh, yeah. dude. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Like, I loved having you on here, man. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, yeah, man, love to have you back at some point. It was fun, brother. Thank you for having me, man. That's awesome.